Hey, Bob, I see you, man. Before I say this name, I see you as, as our brother, you know. But for those that don't know, like for me playing basketball at Rucker Park in New York City, it was like I had the city on my back, the whole state of New Jersey, South Carolina by way. When you was mm. playing, did you look at it as like um, you was doing it for your Latino community as well? It wasn't just about people mm. going out there to play ball. Was it a, like you got the Felipe came after the younger brothers? But for you yeah. personally, when you went to a court, you just say, we're going to remember that Latin kid right there. Like he's, he's official. Or was it just more for your personal thing? Yo, that's a phenomenal question. I don't think anybody's ever asked me that in the context of pickup basketball, tournament basketball in New York. Um, and that's a deep one for me to answer. And, uh, you know, I hope that your producers are nice at editing because I could talk for a long time about this. <laughs> let me first say that, <laughs> let me first say that um, my last film was titled Rock Rubber 45s. Rock was for, for ball, rubber for, for sneakers, 45s for the, for the vinyl, you know. And um, it came out in 2018. It's an autobiographical documentary, you know. And in it, um, you know, I discuss uh, some of my highs and my lows, you know, as a as a as a human being. You know, what I'm saying, that forget like ball player, forget, you know, whatever, like hip hop dude and sneaker cat, you know. And um, but really, I just try to paint an honest portrait. And you know, coming up, you know, although both my parents were born in Puerto Rico, you know, I didn't speak Spanish. And, you know, I really identified as being like a New Yorker and identified as being like a, um, a ball player. And, I, you know, that was like like my consciousness as a Puerto Rican and as a Boricua, as a liberated mind, you know, uh, um, you know, contributing and, and supporting the struggle for our sovereignty as an island, you know, we were, we were colonized in 1898 as a, as a result of the Spanish-American War. Again, I could go for a long time about this. We've been abused as a people and as a community, you know, because of the, the, the greed and the politics of the United States. So, but a lot of that consciousness comes in into my head as, as, a, as a young adult and as, as a, you know, and, and then as a, a community activist, you know, in the last 30 years. Um, so, you know, the, the question is, if you're asking me, like, was I was I out there trying to rep, you know, for my Boricua people as a teenager? Yeah, I was just trying to stay on the court. I was trying not get not to get ripped. And when I would go up to Harlem, when I'm playing the Holcomb Rucker Memorial Youth League and RYA and Citywide and all these tournaments as a kid, I wasn't nice. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, naturally, Sun Devils and, you know, they would talk shit to me like, yo, rip that white boy. And I'm, and I'm in my head. I'm like, yo, I'm not white. You know what I'm saying? Like, but, you know, you look at me and I'm fair skinned, you know what I'm saying? And, and unless you hear my last name, you're like, you don't know. Like, oh, Garcia, oh, he's he's not white. Like, he must be mixed or whatever, you know? So when I was young, I was just fighting to just to, to get better, not really thinking about it. But then what happens in 1987 is that I get the opportunity to play professionally in Puerto Rico. Baloncesto Superior Nacional. That's the pro league out there. It's getting a lot of attention right now because DeMarcus Cousins is down there. Lance Stevenson is down there. and um, But, you know, the league down there is 10 years older than the NBA. And it's long been the number one sport on the island. My father was this close to playing pro ball in Puerto Rico. He lost it because his parents separated. This is detailed in my, my next book, Babito's book of B-Ball Bong Bong. But anyway, he comes to New York 
broken because he's like, yo, that was his dream to play pro ball. And so when I played in 87, I was fulfilling his dream. I was fulfilling my own dream, you know what I'm saying? Because I had visions of like playing overseas and it was all of a sudden I got I got recruited, I got scouted to play. You know where I got scouted? At the Goat Park on 99th and Amsterdam. 99th and Amsterdam. And, and the scout was Ray Diaz, who you may know, who used to run the tournament director, the tournament director for, for Nike Pro City, but he had played Pro Bowl in, in, in PR. And he saw me out in the courts doing my thing. And he was like, yo, I think you, you deserve a shot. And so when people ask me, like, yo, why are you so dedicated to the playground? I'm like, yo, motherfucker, like, I owe my life to that sh- I owe my life. Like, that's my biggest achievement. Fuck stretching Bobito. Yeah, we just got uh, inducted into the National Association... We just got inducted into the National Association of Broadcasters Hall of Fame. I'm in the Hall of Fame. You understand? As a radio announcer, I'm in the Hall of Fame as a DJ. That is dope. I'm glad that we were able to help Nas, Biggie, Wu-Tang, Big L, Mob D, Big Pun, you name it, get on as unsigned artists. But me playing pro ball in Puerto Rico, that is my most major accomplishment of my life because I still to this day don't know how it happened. I'm five foot nine, my dude. I was 156, 160 pounds. Couldn't dunk. Wasn't fast. Wasn't particularly Rich, it's athletic. Not about that. It's not about it's that. It's not about that, right? He saw the fight he, in you. He saw the skills and the passion in me, and you know, and when I went out there, you know, uh, that that was like the idea of getting paid to play ball. You know, what I'm saying the idea of like now I'm on the island. You know, I lived out there for two months. I'm, I'm, I didn't speak Spanish, you know, but yo, nobody. So, Maine, to go back to your question, when I came back from Puerto Rico, now it was like, oh, you can't say shit to me now. Yeah, now I'm repping for my island because I played there. I felt more Puerto Rican. That, that experience made me feel more Puerto Rican than any other experience that I had prior to that. You know, leading up to I'm going to bug y'all out in 2006, AO invited me to, to play in the Anwar Mixtape Tour. Now, that because I interviewed him for my ESPN show, It's the Shoes, which used to come on after Streetball. You know what I'm saying? And and y'all was killing it. I was grateful that we came on after y'all because the Streetball show had the crazy ratings. And then It's the Shoes came on right afterwards. I, y'all was just like, give me the alley-oop for a free audience. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, I was like, yo, word up. That was, that's a good pairing, you know? Anyway, so I interviewed AO, and he was like, yo, like, he had never seen me play. I don't even know how he, he knew I played. But he was like, yo, you should come down and play. We're going to Puerto Rico, come down and play. And I was like, bet, say no more. So I spoke to uh, my man Michael Coon, you know what I'm saying? The dude who used to produce the street ball and all the, all the mixtapes. Green Point Pictures, yeah, great dude. You know, he gets me down there. Sharpshooter Mike, big up Sharpshooter Mike. He he gets me down there. You know, I'm amped up. I'm 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 like for I'm 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 40 years old in 2006, mind you, right? So in my mind for the but month leading up to that, I'm like, yo, I'm running stairs. I'm running on a treadmill, sprinting. I'm eating like vegan, plant based. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, I'm just like drinking. Ma- yo, I'm like, yo, I ain't gonna go out there and get embarrassed. You know. So I get down to Puerto Rico, staying in the nice hotel and all that. We get to the Coliseum. I show up in the hallway, and they ready to give me the uniform. I'm like, yo, you know what? I would love to play with N1, but y'all gonna smack Puerto Rico. 
because we had done the uh, y'all had done the uh, the open run at at the at Yorem Torres, which was the biggest projects on the island, you know, and everybody was out there, and I saw what was gonna happen. I was like, yo, I told I told I forgot who it was, but I was like, you know what, I'm gonna play for Puerto Rico. I could easily be on the N1 squad right now and we're going to smack them by 40, but nah, fuck that. Like, I'm Puerto Rican. Let me play for Puerto Rico. Even though we're going to get smacked and I, and I suited up for Puerto Rico. I went to the Puerto Rico locker room. They, yo, they were so happy because they all knew me from NBA Street Volume 2 and, they, you know, the video game. And, you know, it was like, oh, shit. And, you know, so, and I played with it. And, and just like I thought what was going to happen, we got smacked. <laughs> you see, like... <laughs> We walking off the court. The ESPN cameras are all in my face, right? My man G-Lock, you know what I'm saying? It was like all the joy. Love them. Love G-Lock, right? G-Lock is all in my grill piece. And who walks up on me is main event. And main event points at me. He's like, yeah, legend, stretching Bobito. I used to listen. And, yo, when you said that, B, yo, it, 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 th- it threw chills in my head. I was like, yo... All this time, I didn't know that you were a hip-hop head. 